from (laughs) (laughs) take two (laughs) from noble robot on east hennepin avenue in well-rested minneapolis this is nice games club the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development I'm Ellen Burns Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this week's episode, the tradition continues as your nice hosts, that's us, talk about what we did on our winter break. And so, if everyone is ready, let's start. I've lost my touch. (laughs) What do you mean? It wasn't right on the, it wasn't like a tight sync up with the ending of the music, you know? No, see, it work. It works any way you do it. You either hit the hit it right on the button, or you hit it a little early, and then the listener has to has kind of like a, a breathes in for that moment. It's uh, Alan has a preference. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I think I agree with you, Mark. But Alan has a preference. I all, think. all ways are good. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, we're back, or Hi. as or as Stephen puts it, we're back, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I just like typing yo because it's just a lot of O's. Yeah. Usually you type it with more than one O. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're about to start a sea shanty. <laughs> yeah. It's like every, everyone, it's, that, we're, like, in the, we're in the key of C. <laughs> yo. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and the name <sighs> of the ship was Yo. <laughs> So, dear listener, you can probably tell that we need to get back in the swing of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. A little bit. So yeah, a little we'll, bit of, we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. A little bit of giggles um, here at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, our annual what we did on our winter break episode where we, I mean, it's really what it says on the tin. Um, so, Stephen, uh, get us started. What did we do? <laughs> Stephen. Uh, <laughs> see, that's funny because you asked me that question. I was the one who had the hardest time remembering what I did over eight weeks. <laughs> like, I was like, it's been eight weeks. I have to have done something. I, like, breathed, right? I probably slept once or twice. Uh, <laughs> ate some food. <laughs> More than in any past year, it has blown by. Yeah. It, it really feels like. It really did. And Well, because I think in the past, we always had, like, a specific project we'd work on. That's true. Um, this, like... Uh, the one before was Robaston. The one before that was we update. Did we update the website that time? Mm-hmm. Yep, that was the big yeah. migration. Yep. And then we worked on Widget Satchel. Mm-hmm. Um, this time we just did a bunch of random things. Well, not random, but like useful they seem random. <laughs> Ran- um, the, useful. Not one thing, but many useful things. Yes. Yeah, I think the Smaller the things. we we said this before we went on hiatus, but we sort of endeavored to not do a lot. Yeah. Um, but we ended up doing a lot of little things, uh, kind of show maintenance. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that, but also we also have things we each did. Um, but let's do the collective stuff first. We had a, a list of things we did and we met every week. Right. And to just to hang out and to talk about the show, yes. do some brainstorming, maybe do little bits of maintenance tasks. Um, so we do have a list we can go through. We do. Uh, like first thing we did actually, well, not the first thing we did, but like, I think the biggest thing is this, this clubhouse renovations that we, we worked on. Oh, well, yeah. I say we, it's just Mark. <laughs> Like we had, we, we, um, if, if you are a Patreon listener, you maybe have heard us like testing a bunch of, uh, sound things that we could potentially do to make the, the recording sound better. Cause, um, we, I'm sure we've talked about this on the show before, but my voice carries, uh, <laughs> and it may, sometimes makes it difficult to edit. Uh, so we're trying, we were trying to work out, um, solutions to that. Um, yeah, we, uh, we did record during one of our sessions, we recorded a bunch of tests where we like, you know, uh, had different sound baffling up or we, um, uh, tried a different like project template yeah. or, and we just, well, we need some content so we can test. So we just sort of goofed off a little bit on mic. Yep. Um, and we played some, uh, old games. We yeah. played some of our nice games jam games, some of which we hadn't touched since the, uh, we started. So yeah. or we, we made them. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, we, we put that on Patreon, which is, you can listen to if you like. Um, but the whole point of it was to, d- to get some strategies for just getting the show to sound a little better or rather to make it sound better without as much effort. Yes. Because we right. do sometimes a little bit of editing and occasionally we'll have an episode where we like really need to process some stuff. And hopefully it should be pretty seamless to the listener, but we wanted to like reduce the labor load of that. And so part of that was to, you know, uh, work with the project template. And a lot of it was to uh, actually soundproof the new clubhouse. Yeah. And so uh, that is the the part that I <laughs> that yeah, I put all the effort did. in that, yeah. that Steve is talking about. Um, so um, we'll take some pictures. Maybe that's what we'll, what Ooh, we'll do yeah. for our, our, our header image for this episode. But um, uh, we uh, use some of the show money uh, that we get from uh, Patreon and from advertising. And uh, we, we put it into some uh, uh, sound panels, some nice sound panels to cover the whole space. 
And um, it looks really nice. I'm really pleased with it. And hopefully it, it helps us uh, uh, sound. It sounds a little deader in here, I would say. Yeah, um, it does. But also because we're going to you know, be sort of revamping the space, I took the opportunity to drill a couple holes in this table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, there, it's a pretty common thing for people to drill holes in desks to run wires and stuff and get you know uh, things like that. But this table that we're sitting at is it's an Ikea table. So you're like, oh, okay. So it's made of like uh, cotton and cardboard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually, a, it's a very dense wood table yeah. with a, um, a plastic uh, a la- a pl- layer on top that is very durable and scratch resistant. So it's a very high quality table. <laughs> and so I had to drill four holes in it for the, the our four mic stands here uh, because the clamps that we have on the side were like uh, making me nervous and like they wouldn't, they'd fall off or they would scrape it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so because this is a permanent home for the show, might as well make it as permanent as possible. So drilling the, these holes, I had to I had to get like a one and a half inch, uh, um, it's like, I don't even like, a, it, it takes a core out of it, like a core sample of the thing. Yeah. Um, and so it was a little pricey, but also, every time I drilled one of these four holes, it completely drained the battery of my electric drill. Oh. So I, I could drill a hole and just barely get through it after about maybe three or four minutes of just constant drilling. This mm-hmm. is like a really dense table. Yeah. And then uh, the, then the, the drill would just be done. Mm-hmm. And so then I would have to charge the battery and I don't have a corded drill, which I probably, I don't know. I don't know why I would have had the foresight, but. Uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so it was a lot of sitting and waiting and yeah. trying to, uh, uh, and I did this just this last couple of days uh, over the weekend uh, before we recorded again today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually quite tired and sore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, well, we appreciate the work. It looks but, really nice. But, you know, cable management and just making this place a nice permanent studio. Because we moved in a couple months ago. Um, it we it, it worked just fine. Mm-hmm. But it still felt a little bit just like we, it was all plugged together haphazardly. Mm. And uh, so I really wanted to make it feel like a space where you're not tripping over wires. You're not worried about where to plug things in. You don't have to run headphone cables across the table. You know, we have our laptops on the table here, but um, it is free of other uh, entanglement, which is is a first for the show, (laughs) which is quite nice for when we do nice games jams or when we want to just have like, you know, just a nice, pleasant space without having to worry about tangling things. And yeah. so just that alone is an, is enough reason to go through all the friggin' effort <laughs> to, to, to get that going. Yes. Um but the main thing I think is the the sound paneling and the that's that's the main upgrade mm-hmm. for the space. So we're pretty happy about it. Yeah. I keep trying to come up with new things to say about it, but it's just nice. It's just little upgrades. It's purple. Some of it's purple. Yeah, there's some colors. We'll colors. we'll take some pictures of it and share it yeah. on the website including the nice under table cable management that Mark did. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's uh, my fastidiousness uh, came in real handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's not like Google server room level of cabling. Okay, well, <laughs> but, but if you scaled it up, it would look like that. There you go. There you go. B yeah. plus. B plus. <laughs> Melon. Uh, um, what else did we do? Oh, we are, we started planning a trip to GDC. Yeah. Um, yeah. This year, uh, tentatively. Tentatively, yes, because yeah. COVID is still a thing. I don't. If you if you got confused, uh, <laughs> <laughs> learn some things. I don't know. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we're we're planning on going to DTC because we got three tickets for free. It's the um, press pass. The press pass. Press pass. Yeah, I've never gone as a press. So that'll be this will be interesting. You know, so it feels like we're getting away with something, but like <laughs> it really does. But we are a proper program. I mean, absolutely, with an actual well, audience. We're and... a real program. Okay, yeah, proper is not the right word. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right that we have an au- we have an audience as as listeners here are proof of. Yeah. Um, and uh, we it's just the, the that, tickets so. are so expensive. Exactly. And so it feels like is is really what we're doing the coverage we provide worth the price like no they're overpriced is what yeah, it is that's yeah. what it is <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely you know the, the coverage we provide is definitely worth it yeah um it's just that it's it's, it's not it's not worth that much money yeah <laughs> um at any rate we, we we started our plans for that apparently like we we booked our hotel but they have like a three-day um beforehand cancellation policy so like if we decide to cancel three days before we get all our money back yeah so just in case because our room's got bug beds 
Yeah, our rooms yeah, do have bunk beds. Be <laughs> That'll be fun. Definitely a room that we booked knowing that we wouldn't be spending a lot of time in the room. Yes. Um, this is not like a room that you'd use on a vacation when you're going to be spending a lot of time like in a small space together. Yeah. Uh, but it looks really cool. It's got um, it's like a micro hotel or micro hotel kind yeah, of setup. Yeah, yeah. It's not like quite a, Airbnb. It's got its own website. But yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's not a. I think micro hotel is actually a brand. It's not one of those, but mm-hmm. it's like a small, tiny Airbnb almost kind of thing. So like the room is very much the place where you go to sleep, and then the rest of your time you're spending in the common areas which look super nice yeah so i'm good really, photos anyway we'll see yeah <laughs> i'm sure it's I'm but sure you know the fine. thing is it's it's a, like two blocks from moscone that's the yeah, right part. yeah exactly yeah just that's a, so convenient just a little bit of just oh oh you know what we didn't check hmm. where the nearest coffee shop is oh i mean there's got to be plenty of those around well, you gotta have like a coffee thing in the common area also like like that. grab yeah. some creamer and put yeah. it in the fridge all right i'm good i'm good i'm good i'll be set yes so yeah a big part of us booking uh we wanted something we could cancel because mm-hmm. who knows yeah, yeah. We're, we're, not, kind of, we're kind of invested now so we're sort of like i'm definitely like you know my decision making process is leaning towards it but mm-hmm. it, you got mm-hmm. to be really careful to be like well I mean, okay. So the thing about GDC is yeah. that they're doing um, vaccination requirement. Mm-hmm. So you know, no negative test. You have to actually uh, proof of vaccination. So yeah. that's something. That's good. Um, but it's still a large gathering of people, and, right. and uh, I don't know. It's it's so calculation so tough because like last year when no one was vaccinated. It was very easy to calculate these things. Like mm-hmm. the, everyone the same, but like, yeah. well, it's a big crowd, but everyone's vaccinated. But you know, Omicron can still spread amongst mm-hmm. the vaccinated, but it's still pretty rare. And so it's just like the but you just don't have the data. It's yeah. so I don't know. It's well a, and it's it's three months out. Well, two months out almost. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's closer it's closer than it should be. I yeah, think, that's true. for for the state that, that we're in right now. Right. I'm committed enough to it that it's on my calendar and I moved some things around for it. Yeah. Um, I would also say that it's just kind of interesting as the pandemic changes form, how I've realized I've become a little bit more conscious about germs overall because I'm having like a similar reaction. Like, okay, it's a big gathering of people, but they're all going to be vaccinated. Okay. But it's a big gathering still of germ ridden, nasty humans <laughs> yeah, you know, that yeah. I'm going to get, they're going to give me illnesses and things. I'm like, well, that was what you did before and you were fine with it. I'm like, yes, but now I'll wash my hands more. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I always get sick after conventions, but if it's because I, I wipe myself out. Yeah. Like, and, and so my immune system gets lowered and then I'll just pick up whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of expecting that again. But yeah, it, the calculation is different and, and, and the context is different in a way that's like, it's like not even, tr- it's not true in a way. It's just our perception. In, in, uh, apart from the actual difference, like the way we approach it is a mix of like things actually being different and then just our view of things being different. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. Keep, we'll keep well, we in. have until three days before the event. <laughs> to well, we still have to do travel plans. And no, I know. Yeah. We, yeah, we haven't even figured out how we're going to get there yet. But yeah, we don't um, know if we're going to fly or drive. Or yeah, whatever. train. Right or train. Train would be great. It just take, takes forever and very expensive. Yeah. Yes. It's Whereas a uh, plane is cheaper and uh, doesn't take that long. And those a, nasty. And humans. a car is cheaper and takes a lot longer. Yeah. A lot longer. Um, I ca- I kind of want to do a road trip because it would be fun. But it's just we just gotta take more days out for yeah. it. So it's so far it's so much time away from my husband and my doggos. <laughs> so yeah. I don't I don't have any of those, but <laughs> <laughs> but I like my apartment. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're all gonna be yeah. away from Ellen's husband and dogs. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's just true. Missing. Well, unless we bring him with. We could mm. get a little like he would love San Francisco, right? <laughs> let's have uh, to do. We'll just like let's just rent a whole RV. <laughs> he and Dale can go to the uh, Exploratorium and the Wharf while we're at GDC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Write it down. So I'm okay. We'll think about that. How much does it cost to rent an yeah. RV and take a three-week road trip? <laughs> um, uh, what other things did we do? Uh, our the podcast that we were we were a part of. Are we allowed to talk about the previous one? Of course we are. It's not like it's legal. We we used to be part of Greenlit Podcasts. In fact, we are still part of the same podcast network. In fact, we are, yes. It just changed its name. It did. Um, now, listeners may have noticed this during the hiatus is when the changeover happened at the top of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast network is called the HyperX Podcast Network. And it's yeah. called that because of HyperX, the the gaming peripheral uh, um, company that uh, that's sponsoring the, the network now. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greenlit was an initiative um, you know, a while back where a bunch of podcasts got together to cross-promote. And you know, hopefully, do do some ad placement and kind of have a little bit of a power of numbers kind of thing. 
And it was always a nice little thing for us because of the cross promotion was the main benefit. Yes. But uh, now, and we're trying this out for a year um, um, and, you know, hopefully longer, uh, HyperX is, so they got naming rights to the network. Yeah. And so you'll be hearing ads for them on the show. It's great because it's proper support for the, the shows on the network. And hopefully, listener, you've been tuning into the shows you hear uh, those spots for in the middle of the show on the network mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's you know, we're sort of more powerful together. And this is a good next step for that process. Yeah. Uh, so we're pretty excited about it. It also means a little, a little, a little bit more money into our pockets so yeah. we can, you know, pay for these sound panels. Yes. Yeah. Stephen, businesses, please. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, it's the same group of people. It's the yeah. same shows. Um, and it's um, – I'm I'm really pleased. It's we we don't have anything to do with running it. We're just a show on the network. Yeah. But um, the folks who have been putting it together and going to this next step are like I'm really impressed with their like foresight and 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 organization and just their just getting everybody excited about working together. It's really cool. Yeah. 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 So that that's exciting news. I guess like uh, the listeners and you might hear an ad from HyperX, but other than that, like. I don't think there's going to be much change, much difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're, you know, we're gonna, we're, we don't want to make that there will, we don't want it for there to be more advertising on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do run um, uh, uh, ads um, that are um, uh, dynamically inserted into the show for lots of different sponsors. Yeah. You may have heard like McDonald's ads on the show, yeah. you know, in the past. Um, so it's a wide variety of sponsors. I um, do like McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know what other brands get repped on our advertisements, but I will speak for McDonald's. You know, not the healthiest option, but dang, they're really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just, it's nice that you're, uh, I mean, we all just have to admit it. Like, we like it. (laughs) Right. I mean, like, yeah. Okay. But what I mean to say is that, you know, you'll be hearing more ads for HyperX, but we're going to try to balance it so you won't be hearing more ads overall. Yes. Um, But, you know, if you have feedback on that, um, please let us know. NiceGames.club slash feedback. Yes. We are starting to look for a guest booker. Not starting. We have been going through the process of hiring a guest booker because we have a little more money. Thank you, Patreon. <laughs> um, and we're looking to get you know new uh, people on the show uh, to interview, maybe uh, do other things in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're in the process of doing that, which is exciting because yeah. you know it'll, it, it, it has been. We've been doing this for a while now, but it's been. Difficult to find guests because you got to, in addition to, you know, actively recording up a podcast, you have to also look for people who want to be on it <laughs> and be like, please, 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 please join. Um, we rely on our, on our professional networks. Yeah. And at a certain point, we exhaust that. And also, the it'd be great to get in touch with people on the show who we wouldn't normally be in professional circles with. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's to have someone dedicated to helping us with that is is, is cool. We're Yeah. We're, we're excited about where that'll lead us. Yeah, hopefully, good things. Additionally, we did like a uh, uh, outside of the guest booker thing. We 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 did a like collaborative sort of thing with Game Devs London. Um, they are working. Have they recorded it yet? Uh, I got yesterday. I heard back from oh. Adam that they 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 recorded both episodes. Ooh, oh, okay. Sweet. They recorded two episodes of Nice Games Jams. Yeah. Um, and we are in. The, the, it's like a video podcast. We're like in the. Uh, their video. <laughs> yeah, we uh, during uh, during one of our, our meetings over hiatus, we recorded a little intro mm-hmm. for them. Game Dev London is a uh, collective of uh, independent developers in London. They they um, uh, Global Game Jam will have passed by the time you hear this, but they run one of the biggest sites in the world, um, and they cool. they do a podcast which is like rotating hosts and topics and concepts. Um, and um, uh, one of their uh, founders got in touch and said, "Hey." Um, you know, we would love to do a nice games jam, like in the the premise, the format that we do and uh, wanted us to know if, if we would be okay with that. And not only were we okay with that, we wanted to sort of help out. So yeah. we gave them a prompt, um, which is normally fulfilled by our boyfriend, Dylan, or the show's <laughs> wife, Dale. Yes. Um, and uh, we gave them a prompt and we recorded in a little video message and they had two teams uh, both with that same prompt, and they just recorded those. And I'm, I cannot wait to hear those. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited uh, because the prompt we gave them was the very first prompt we had. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna see how not just another team uh, handles the prompt that we had for our first nice games jam, but how two different teams do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's data. That's like, so exciting. Yeah, it's cool. And as a as a format, it's a cool idea to like extend it out. I'm 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 very grateful to to Adam uh, from Game Dev London for like 
giving this idea because, man, if you have a podcast, whether it's game dev related or not, and would love to do a nice games jam, like uh, I'm happy to export this format. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Please get in contact with us. Yeah. Um, through our many ways of getting in contact. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll say more later on that. Twitter. Or yes, yes. Email or yes. There'll yes. be a whole thing where I say a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of additional things and stuff. Yes. <laughs> that's a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we came up with a couple of new ideas for episode types, right? Yeah. So we've kind of pl- played around with some of these over the last few months. Um, we did that nice thinking episode, which we might have flagged as a special in our archives, but we decided we want to use it more. We, we, we've updated that on the website. Oh, since sweet. Then, right? Yeah, you can now, uh, on the homepage, there's a, a category for nice thinking now uh, for the, the three episodes we recorded uh, over the fall um, that are that type. Hopefully we'll do, be doing more of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that um, that's, again, like we come up with an idea and we kind of riff on it and do some brainstorming live on the show. Um, And we also explored a little bit of doing kind of like a panel episode. Um, We do that with John and Kat, uh, I think right before we went on hiatus. Mm -hmm. And we really liked it a lot. Um, So we're going to see if we can find some more folks who'd be interested in doing that as we'd like pick a topic and bring in a few people who have things to stay on that topic and, and do that. And then we also want to do some post-mortem episodes, but I don't really remember exactly what we said about that. Yeah, we want to have a develop an interview yes. format yeah. where where we talk to developers about the game they've you know either just released or released some time ago, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and have a sort of a standardized sort of Q and A, like you know, developer prepare postmortems for uh, conferences and for you know for YouTube and for all sorts of different uh, ways to consume them. But um, they are difficult to put together. I've done right. one and they're there. It's a lot of effort and you you put more effort into it than really the listener needs, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought we'd come up with a way for people to come on and 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 do that a little easier. Yeah, um, yeah. The current plan for the, the our format and it might change as we think it through more um, is we'll ask them a set of ask every person we have for a postmortem a set of questions right now we're thinking about maybe six but maybe it'll be more maybe it'll be less um, and then after we ask them these questions and they answer them in, in as many as much detail as they can muster <laughs> um, we will ask them additional questions um, based off of their answers to their the responses to the questions we originally brought to them yeah let a developer come in with l- less prep mm-hmm. but without but with but then we will get the information out of them yes um, with sort of some standardized questions and then follow-ups and so hopefully it'll be as content rich and uh, uh, maybe even more so because we'll be interacting mm-hmm. um, and reacting um, but uh, also should be easier for a developer to do and so we want to do a lot of these um, yeah. if we can get it going. So if you're a developer who would love to uh, talk about, well, you know, uh, how you, you know, how you made your game, um, you know, get in touch. Um, but basically, the idea behind these formats is just to have more voices on the show that aren't ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. I do like talking, but <laughs> right, also right. Like listening, yeah. That's a lot of the inspiration for the panels too, because like we, our, our the idea we want to do with these panels is to have. A bunch of people on the show who literally aren't us. <laughs> uh, I know we, we, we've experimented a little bit with this with like that episode that Ellen was talking about. But in addition, we've also had Evil Games Club. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I, I think that like it'll be. And we're about due for another Evil Games Club, aren't we? Don't tell them that. <laughs> it's like in the air. I can feel it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to. Looming. Uh, should I check the door? <laughs> Change the locks. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, shoot. I said, I was going to say, I locked the door to the to the hallway. And then I'm like, wait, no, Dale has a key. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but like that, that that's really, I I think that's really good because like, you know, more, the Nice Games Club is like a, a, a place where people can, you know, express themselves and things. And I think that like giving more people that uh, access to that is valuable. Um, so we're, we're looking into doing more of those. Mm-hmm. Um. You know one thing we didn't do before we talked about the stuff that we did on break? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is just do like interesting things that happened not with us over break, like news and stuff. Like the world around us? Yeah. Oh, right. There's a world around us. <laughs> <laughs> it is winter here in Minnesota, so it's like not easy to forget sometimes That's true. that there is a world. We just kind of stay outside. Inside. Yeah. It, well, I mean, talking about the weather is the most boring thing. Yeah. It was really cold. It's really yeah, cold. It was, it was really one cold. degree when we came over here. It was two degrees when we were driving over here, Stephen. Yeah. And, that, and that's one of the warmer days. It really recently. was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Gosh. It's like negative. It was like nine below zero Fahrenheit yeah. this Yeah, it morning. gets cold here. Oh, yeah. And a, a thing that happened directly to us is the air, the uh, the HVAC in the office went out right. last week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I came here at like <laughs> 10 o'clock and- <laughs> 
I was like, is it getting cold? Is it getting colder? And it just kept getting colder. I was like, Martin, please. <laughs> and it wasn't his fault. He 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 looked into he 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 contacted the uh people. Yeah, Billy managed to take care of it yeah. quickish. quickish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I, I went and bought some space heaters. Uh, yeah. and some just is to like warm an up the just to, it took all it we had them running for like six or seven hours right. to get it up to a, a reasonable amount. But then it was okay for we, we watched Star Trek in the office yeah. that, that evening. Yeah. And it was it was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was when I came in. I came I came in for our because we've been doing these like weekly meetings and work sessions on Thursday nights over the hiatus so that we can get some of this stuff done. One of the reasons we got so many things crossed off the list is because we yeah. got together and sometimes we grabbed dinner and sometimes we'd watch Star Trek afterwards. And this Thursday was a Star Trek night and <laughs> walk in the door and there's like like half a dozen space heaters all over the office, like up here and down there <laughs> and on this desk and on that desk and plugged in every which way. It's like what <laughs> what happened? That's <laughs> cold. Yeah, cold. yeah. We there's a there's, this building has a, a a a common conference room out in the hallway. Yeah, and we 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 spent some time in there on that day. It was warmer uh, in there. just because it was closer to the heart of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't right next to the. Yeah, my desk here in the office is like right next to the wall, and it was just it just got colder and colder. Um. So yeah, I just moved into that uh, conference room. That's where I worked out most of that day. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it worked out pretty nicely. Um. So little adventures, but little things happen in the world too. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone is. And actually, now that I think about it, this will be two weeks past from even then. But uh, Microsoft has made a deal with Activision to purchase them. It's a buyout. Is it a buyout? Is that the term? I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's it's an all cash. So basically, it's a $95 per share yeah. or something like that, which yeah. is, I think, that's more than the share price but less than what it was a couple months ago yeah so that's when you buy a company a lot of times you just buy you buy all the shares is what mm-hmm. right, right, right. and um and you make an offer that is that is either usually a little above the market rate or the in order to get them to agree basically right um and uh and so activision has been scandal ridden uh, yes. scandal plagued i should say um and uh that put them in a, a weak position and i think the board was just like okay we could either take this offer or see what the next 6 months look like <laughs> um so it's it, it is interesting because you know people want bobby Kotick gone right. uh, yes. the head of activision mm-hmm. but this is a weird way to do it i think yeah, because I mean, it, consolidation is bad, and yeah, Xbox was you know they bought Bethesda, and that alone felt dangerous. Yeah, that you was know? already bad. In, I mean, in my opinion, this is just strictly Stephen talking. Yeah. but <laughs> I always, <laughs> I, I I don't like mergers like this because you know there's less competition, and that's you know I, there's a reason why we don't like monopolies yeah. <laughs> as a society because it can be abusive. Um, it can cause a lot of problems. Um, so I'm, I, I'm personally not a fan of this, but I do think that like the people who are currently working at Activision will, um, end up in a better work culture hmm. due to yeah, this change. Uh, people say a lot of good things about Xbox and the studios that get acquired and Microsoft generally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people yeah. really like working there, mm-hmm. um, across all its divisions. And I, that's probably changed since, you know, the Microsoft is evil days in the nineties or whatever. But, yeah. uh, but it's a great place to work according to the people who work there. So, um, you know, that isn't going to immediately transfer over or anything. Right, exactly. And this deal won't close for like another year. Yep. Um, it's a big, big deal and those can probably take time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think of like, I don't know, like raw human benefit, it's like, well, I mean, maybe the industry will be more, uh, sta- it'll stagnate or there'll be less competition. But like, I don't know, if humans are, some humans are better off, maybe that's worth it. It's such a weird on the one hand, on the other hand. Yeah. Because it's like, what a strange way to, I think that's, that might be one of the reasons why Microsoft thought it was okay to do it. Mm. Like, uh, because in terms of a PR move, mm-hmm. um, because of how people were very excited for Activision to be taken over yeah. in, in a way, hmm. with, uh, independent of like how the fact that it's, it's Microsoft's biggest purchase ever. Like all of Microsoft, they've never acquired a company that's It's that, gigantic. That it's yeah. so much money. Just think how much, how many games I can make with all that money. <laughs> They sold it for. Yeah. I want all that money. Well, I'd for sure get an RV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get in contact yeah. with Microsoft, see if they'll buy us an RV. Uh, <laughs> will you buy us our will you will you would we sell our podcast for an RV? No. We might no. rent it. This podcast is rent this podcast is available for rent to Microsoft for the This week it's your rent. games club. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> Steven, in general, I'm, I'm with you. I think yeah. that, like, 
you know, we'll see what the actual cost right. and, uh, change. But I don't like these big acquisitions. Yes. I think Xbox can be a gaming powerhouse without buying 30 studios. Absolutely. Um, yeah. D- yeah. It does make me uneasy. I mean, yeah, and Microsoft gains these benefits or gains the benefit of all of the uh, Blizzard products and Activision products that, like, yeah. you know, they have. So that's the reason why they're doing it. Um, I, I Well, on, on a maybe slightly brighter tint on it is that, like, they might bring back some of those properties. Like people are saying, maybe they'll have a Starcraft that, game, yeah. Starcraft three or something. I think that's kind of wishful thinking. I mean, yeah, partly because when Microsoft buys a game studio, what mm-hmm. they've done is they have, um, uh, like they do bring their culture in, but they leave a lot of independent operators. So like yeah. th- those, those studios get to maintain their creative directions. This might be different. And they've actually talked about how like Phil Spencer is like now CEO of Microsoft gaming. Mm. Um, and, and so it's, it, which is a sign that Bobby Kotick will be gone. And so it might be a little bit more hands-on than other acquisitions. Yeah. Um, but like all of the, all, all the other Xbox acquisitions kind of maintain their structure and, and their, their portfolios and stuff. So, but this might be different from that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I think people are like, yeah, finally Starcraft. I'm like, I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's, Maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's I I mean I, I would love a pitfall, like another pitfall, pitfall like a modern cool. pitfall. That like, would be cool. <laughs> well, I, I I like the idea of like a like an old brand which missed a bunch of generations. Mm-hmm. So it can be anything. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I would love for um you know like uh, Crypto the Necrodancer had that Zelda version. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that be a great <laughs> thing to like find some like, you know, some like uh you know, uh triple I indies or double I indie mm. companies to make the take these franchises and just like have new novel ideas. So like Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's all wishful thinking. Well, of course. I mean, because we literally won't be able to figure out what the heck any of this means until a year from now when it happens. And then a year after that when actual things can change. And when it happens is not totally set in stone That's because it, it, there's uh, uh, antitrust concerns. Yeah. Um, hmm. And the government, the U.S. government has been more involved in, in questioning these kinds of things. Right. Because it's such a big acquisition. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, in good news, uh, Raven Software, which is which was a part of Activision, and I guess it's gonna be. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how deals work. I know I'm Steve in business, but I don't understand. <laughs> it all goes over my head. Um, um, I mean, you just you storm into a room, put your fist on the table, and say, "Get it done." Yeah, <laughs> that's Steve. You business. are you are not concerned with the particulars. True. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. Um, (laughs) Raven Software is unionizing and they're asking Activision to uh, publicly recognize it as a union, Um, which is a, as far as I understand it, first for U.S. games. Yes. Yes. Um, I know there was was another company that had unionized last year um, in 2021. I can't remember the name of the company at the moment, but... um, yeah, this is a big deal because I mean it's it's finally happening. This is uh, this is actually what I was most concerned about with respect to the uh, the Activision acquisition. <laughs> Activision acquisition. Try saying that five times fast. Acquisition. Uh, try 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 it five times fast. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Someone act- else do it. Acquisition. To wait to mission mission. Okay, close. <laughs> I was concerned that a lot because because of all of the things that Activision you know has been. Uh, Subject to subject to, uh, I was concerned that like the, the the pushes towards unionization would be sort of lost through this mm. deal. Um, but I mean, like a few days later, um, Raven Software is like reunionizing. So yeah, that's well, good. actually one of the ways companies prevent unionization is by fostering a positive work culture. Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when people say, like, why doesn't everyone just unionize? Why doesn't everyone just unionize? It's like, well, because sometimes they like their job. Like, mm-hmm. And and actually that's kind of like a weird thing. And so that that, that is a there that is a motivation. It's almost a chilling effect. Like yeah. and so the threat of unionization, I think, needs to be maintained. Yes. If for no other reason just to, to encourage companies to treat their employees well enough so that they won't go for it. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's happening. Uh which is great. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, so th- that is a good bit of news to come out of this all stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I do wonder what the effect will be on like a, as if the in- industry consolidates more and more, because yeah. one of the things, one of the reasons why like auto union, uh, auto worker unions were powerful when they were so powerful, they still are a little bit is because the, the industry was fairly monolithic it had a couple of huge mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is actually something that might be, uh, a big industry with a lot of big companies might be conducive to large organized unions. Yeah. Um, it, but it, like you say, it might also discourage it in other, there's lots of variables. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah so we'll see we'll see what that yeah. means but, uh, but yeah just like you said it's starting like it's that's, beginning yeah that alone i think is exciting yeah and, and maybe it'll have a knock-on effect yeah people who've been thinking about it will take the next step you know yeah for sure <laughs> I'm Steve of Business, and I say, give us money. How? How much money? Um. <laughs> well, <laughs> Steve of Business has left. I don't know. I don't have all the details as to what. You got to be ready for part two of the pitch, man. Yeah. Okay, that, okay. I thought I was supposed to say, get it done. <laughs> <laughs> you can give us money through Patreon. Sweet. Um, Patreon.com slash Nice Games Club. Uh, we've just talked about uh, all of the additional renovations that we've uh, done to the to clubhouse here to improve the sound quality of this program, the program you're listening to right now, and uh, it costs money to get those panels. There were a lot of panels. How many panels were there, Mark? Well, one, I could look two, up in Ellen's counting. Six, at least six. At least six. There's a lot more than six. Uh, there's n- uh, many dozens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know because I have the receipts. Yeah. Seven, eight, <laughs> clock. clock. We really are only able to put that investment in because we get a little bit of money from our listeners. Yeah. And that's um, exciting because, you know, the more support we get, the more stuff we can do. Right. And that includes hiring uh, people to help us find guests. Yeah. And, and to, you know, uh, uh, Ellen's still counting. <laughs> Very distracting. <laughs> She'll so get the numbers for We've us talked about Patreon on the show a couple times, but yes. we haven't talked about like the sort of tier levels we have. We have yeah. uh, three tier levels. There's nice, nice, and nice. Yeah. Those are the three tier levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, other than how much you give us, there's no difference. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you decide how many exclamation points you want at the end of nice, uh, or choose your own amount, uh, you know, however much you think the show is worth. Um, or more than that. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon's nice like that. Yeah, um, yeah and, and there's also Patreon exclusive content. I talked about it earlier yes. on the show that we, you know, tested a lot of the sound stuff in order to figure out what kind of what we should do to improve the clubhouse, like these panels. Um, and so we are benefiting you by giving you fun random content that we decide to put on uh, on our Patreon. Yeah, we don't make too much of a big deal about it because we don't promise a lot of extra stuff. But yeah. it turns out <laughs> we have put hours and hours of additional uh, material <laughs> on the Patreon. Oh, there we go. So uh, it is something worth uh, um, the the money that you fork over, yes. I imagine. 50, How many? 54. 54 panels. 54 panels plus one plush ferret. Plus, that's, a, that's a lot of money. Uh, so <laughs> help us out. Patreon.com slash Nice Games Club. What's that again? Patreon.com slash Nice Games Club. Cool. I'll write that down. (laughs) Good. Get it done. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. Yeah? <laughs> we're, we're back? I don't know. We we also is that a question? Speaking of no. stuff and things. Yeah, speaking of stuff and things. So I mean, 
we have lives outside of Nice Games Club. I know it's shocking, right? But mm-hmm. there are things we did outside of just working on Nice Games Club over our hiatus. On Thursdays. On th- outside of Thursdays. Um, Wait, hold up. Uh, so we each made a little list of yes. what we did, and then we're going to talk about it. But I'm yes. jumping right to the bottom of Ellen's list. Oh. Ellen bought Metroid J- Dread, and it's going to start it tonight? Oh, tonight. Wait a minute. Yeah. I- yeah. I've been waiting for this for months. <laughs> Well, we talked, we teased the idea that I would finish it over vacation. Yeah, that's what we did. We teased um, it. We teased it, but okay, I- Okay, Ellen, I'm pretty sure you promised. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the latest promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Well, it's on my table now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At home. Do you feel comfortable promising you're actually going to start it tonight? Well, I've promised before. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You have no, no concern. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I uh, got- a little obsessed with the seven billion humans game. Uh-huh. Um, I got really stuck on level sixty-one. I, I have to play that game. That looks so. Cool. Yeah, no, it's so brilliant. It's <laughs> they've done such a fantastic job in this ridiculous zonky like context and narrative context that they have mm-hmm. of making you feel the things that developers must feel. And the latest one, this level sixty-one, which has just been, I've just tried and tried and tried, and I finally looked up a solution because I just couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> and the end of the level, it's like this really hard level. And the end of the level, the little character that gives you all your instructions and directions and requirements, he's like, oh, management, we moved to a different room, so I don't need this anymore. <laughs> and it's like, I finally understand. Uh, yeah. Um, so the, uh, this is Tomorrow Corp. Is that the yeah, company? Yeah, Tomorrow Corporation, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they made a human resource machine, which yes. is a assembly programming language simulator yeah this is a little bit more like high level a little it's bit more scripting familiar. yeah yeah and that's what seems exciting to me it's so yeah i think you'll really like it mm-hmm. and you'll probably be better at it than i have been <laughs> but that's fine um <laughs> tell me how you solve level 61 <laughs> tell me when you get there and yeah. I'll, I'll make you a drink or something i don't know it's anyway so well, i i suspect and we'll see but i suspect that being a programmer it would not make you better at a game like that because the kind of skills you need to understand programming problems are not uniquely solvable by programmers yeah and so a a game that sort of teaches you the syntax and the rules and frames it out and then gives you those problems seems to me wouldn't be that more difficult I mean, that's why it's probably a game that sells uh because anybody can do it well it's interesting because uh like i think that i would i would assume this is my assumption, this is my hypothesis, mm-hmm. that someone who is an experienced programmer would be able to read through the requirements in the game and be like, oh, yeah, this is something I can do with like a f- loop. Mm-hmm. That's a thing, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think that makes sense. But I think that e- we're just that literacy like- is important. Exactly. Yeah. It's literacy. the literacy. It's yeah, like the, yeah. the logic, the literacy of logic. So like yeah. if so many of the things that I've written in or put together in um, – Seven million humans are like if-then statements, mm-hmm. you know. And but like, if you're an experienced, <laughs> Ellen, have you seen my code? <laughs> <laughs> that's like all. That's yeah. like all of coding. <laughs> I know. Well, it's it's definitely all of my scripting in that game. Um, and then like and then like but like knowing when you can actually use it and for what like that's that's yeah, literacy yeah. the lo- the literacy of the logic and so i think that someone who's an experienced programmer ex- especially someone who's done that like with multiple languages mm-hmm. would probably be uh better able maybe faster to come up with solutions and then also when if you're targeting one of the optimization challenges maybe better able oh, to yeah. find one of those sure. now the thing that would be probably really annoying is the fact that you have to code everything by dragging the little things around with your finger oh. <laughs> and i could imagine that would drive a programmer absolutely nuts there is a way to cheat though oh not really cheat they actually oh. built this into this is so brilliant they built this into the game you can copy your code Mm-hmm. And the way that you can use it in the game is that you can take it to a different level and paste it in. So if there's like a chunk of code that you want to use in one level and you want to bring it from a, from that level to a different level, you can copy it and then paste it in the game. What? But you can also paste it into a text message and it renders it out. Oh. So if you want to teach oh. yourself how to script with that language, you could like paste it into your text message to yourself. And if you have something that syncs from your phone to your desktop, which I do, you could like open it up in Notepad or in some kind of like editor and you could a bit a bit a bit of Type it up, and but that would be like way next level. <laughs> you know that is that's like you can have the code libraries that you can then refer to. Yeah, someone, <laughs> someone has to have already done this. I can't be the only person who's obsessed enough to to make that happen. But yeah, anyway. So point being is, I've been really obsessed with this game. 
and as I've getting got, you know, as, as I advanced further in the levels, they've gotten harder. And so they've taken me longer. Mm-hmm. And then I got stuck on level 61 and I was getting so emotionally invested. Ooh. It just took up all, it took up all my game spoons. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I didn't have any more game spoons to give to Metroid Dread. I, I needed to finish oh, this game. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. okay. I got yeah, it. Makes sense. <laughs> but now level I've, 61. Level 61. <laughs> now I've decided I'm going to do it anyway. So it's and it's on my table at home. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna, and it's going to happen. You heard it here first. I'll send you a picture. For the fifth time you've heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> if I keep saying it, eventually it's going to be right. Okay. Keep telling us. <laughs> I mean that or you're really committed to this bit and yeah. it'll never happen. <laughs> I've already finished it. I'm just joking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alan, what else did you do over the break? Um, I had some people over. Uh, we did play a lot of Mario Party Superstars super with people. Ah, okay. Other people. Um, Eric downloaded uh, Untitled Goose Game, which we're going to try to play together. Ooh, um, nice. And those of you who have listened to the podcast before know that it's tough for him and I to find games that we like playing together because we have both very different approaches to games. He really likes min-maxing stuff. And I like blowing stuff up. <laughs> um, oh, you know what would be the ultimate frustration is you should be at the wheel because Untitled Goose Game has a couple of like achievement style things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're at the wheel and Eric is like pointing in those directions and you can just ignore him because that's the spirit of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's a co-op mode apparently now. So is there really? Yeah. yeah. We, we're going to try that out. Um, Ooh, cool. Yeah. Like if, if it's if the goal is chaos – then we're going to be unstoppable because that's something I like. And yeah. he likes to maximize things. So mm-hmm. we're going to maximize chaos. It's going to be awesome. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, we hosted family Christmas. So that was pretty cool. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. We had some friends over throughout the, the break. And it was – so, yeah, it was really nice um, and cold. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was cold. Yeah. I mean, that's a given. We yeah. live in Minnesota, y'all. Yeah. yeah. It's not warm here. Yeah. Steven, you have an epic Christmas story, I hear. It's not epic. <laughs> I – um. i sell it to i don't know okay so i had the brilliant idea this christmas to get my parents um something quite unique that they probably did not they definitely didn't expect (laughs) um i got them a pair of bidets that they could put two you got them two two i got them two bidets do they have two bathrooms no they they actually have three bathrooms but i didn't want to buy them three bidets (laughs) it's a lot of money i mean they're not like ridiculously expensive but like i don't know it was was a little little too much i mean if Um, they like it then they could buy the third one themselves exactly (laughs) yeah that was the ambition that was the that was the thought process that was the how'd it go What a question. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> they, they sent me, like, a, a couple days later, they sent me a text. <laughs> and they were like... Thanks, son. This gift is so great. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no. Oh, that wasn't what they said. No, they were like, please take this back. We don't want this in my house. <laughs> or else. And then... Just- <laughs> So I have, so now I have two bidets in my apartment. <laughs> How many bathrooms do you have? I only have one, and I already ha- it already has a bidet. <laughs> oh, I see. So <laughs> what I love about it is it, it it is a really good gift. Yeah, but it's yeah. just I could totally see someone's attitude being like, I don't want to even think about this as the gift for myself. Oh my gosh! Did, you, oh, well, y'all should have been a fly in at <laughs> my parents' house when I gave them the gift. <laughs> they were just like, my dad was like, oh, this is an interesting gift. <laughs> <laughs> and in Minnesota, that's like, oh no! What did you do? What, why did you think this was? Yeah. yeah. Why did you get us this? I would have preferred my uh, fourth drill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to get him a gift card. I thought I'd give him something that you know they yeah. could use. So. I'm pleased that you're taking this in stride because yeah. it could easily be kind of like continually awkward and, and embarrassing going forward. It's but. fine. We, <laughs> the relationship, I guess. Um, so that was that. That was Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was nice. We just, mm-hmm. I just spent it with family. Um, you know, my apartment has two bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I've already given them out. Oh, okay. Do you have enough bidets, I guess, is the only other thing you can ask. And the answer is no, but Stephen yeah. can't be your provider here. Right, no, right. Yeah. What I don't have in my apartment is a staircase. What? <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> I was like, "Why are you bringing up?" Oh, I'm a, here. <laughs> it was a good transition. <laughs> I'm I'm moving into a new apartment in my building, so like I'm not moving out of my building, but like I'm getting in a a big uh a bigger apartment. Yeah, you and were pressured into a new. Place. I was fr- yeah. My whole apartment is going through a whole like renovation thing. Um, 
which is not great because they're just jacking up the price of my rent. Um, um, and they, yeah, they, they uh, kindly asked me to move into a, one of their newly renovated units. Um, but this unit has two floors. It's got a, it's going to have a stair set and I can go walk up to my bedroom. It also has a fireplace in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's unbelievably fancy. I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, uh, and it's, and it's a little bigger than my spot is just by its, just by default. It's a little bigger than the, my current place. Yeah. Um, and then I got two floors. <laughs> so like. <laughs> I'm gonna be hosting so many parties. So I don't know if I've asked you this already and just yeah. forgot because of how flummoxing like a staircase <laughs> in an apartment is. Yeah. But like, is it just like the bedroom is upstairs, or is there yeah. like a whole bunch of stuff? It's just the bedroom is. I okay. mean, there's just a space for a bed yeah. up there. Um, <laughs> That's what a bedroom is. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's true. But it's not like a bedroom and then like a big closet where it has washer and dryer or something. Yeah. You, don't I have, mean, you don't have a second bathroom up there, do you? No. I'm, you're only gonna have one bathroom, huh? I will only have one bathroom. Still. Oh man, you gotta stumble down the stairs if you gotta pee in the middle. Of I know. Room. I'm not actually excited about that. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but I am excited about just having more space for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that'd be cool. Like I can have like a living area and an, an office space, and then like a game section. Yeah, that'll be Ooh. cool. So it's gonna cost you some more, but it was yeah. gonna cost you more anyway. So you might as well yes. get the better place. Right, right. Yeah, they were gonna jack up the price regardless of what I did, yeah. and it would have been worse if I just stayed in my place because they like had a deal for me. They're like paying for the first month's rent, mm-hmm. but also. Um, they were going to renovate the unit I'm in and if I'm in there or not. So, like, I don't want to have to deal with the <laughs> <Right>. renovation process <laughs> while I'm living there. Um, so, it's just better for me to move. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that. Um, I also took two weeks off from work. Well, by took, I mean our whole Future Club uh, took two weeks off for the holidays, yeah. um, which was really nice. I, just, I didn't do much, uh, really. I just kind of just relaxed. I had ambitions to, like, work on um, side projects and stuff that I, like – one always wanted to work on, but I was like, yeah. you know what? I didn't do any of that. <laughs> and I don't regret that. Right. It was, it was nice. Uh, also, also. Drum I, roll, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pitched Sledgehammer Bride uh, to Future Club. Hey! And, <laughs> and they loved it. Uh, so, I mean, uh, no, nothing is going to come of this immediately. But in the future, when we're looking for projects to work on, Sledgehammer Bride is there, you know, it's up there on the list. I'm unimaginably excited about that. I know. I'm so pumped. It, I'm so hyped. There's more yeah. fan art out there. There is. There is. Yeah. It's like There's, fan art for a game that doesn't exist yet. A co worker like, drew some art and yeah. it's great. Um, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, was my, that, was my, that was my break. That's my amazing. Yeah. Uh, I did some stuff. You did. Um, cool. So, you know, the game we're working on, we, we, we did another publisher milestone mm-hmm. uh, that uh, uh, we delivered last week. And that was a bit of a crunch. And I, yeah. I guess I just mean that colloquially. It wasn't like that terrible. Um, but um, it always feels like it's. A yeah, it always does. It's always <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, this has got to be done tomorrow when it, where if at a casual pace, it would take me a day and a half. You know yeah, what I mean? It's exactly. like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the two big things for it are uh, it's funny you're talking about 7 billion humans because, it, and the, the sort of scripting language that is, is from there. Because I'm doing a little bit of developing a scripting language for this project. And so building a content engine. And then it was finally to a point now where I taught the other, the rest of the team how to build things in it. Yeah. And they were really pumped. Cool. And we put a lot of that stuff in the build. Yeah. And it's the foundation of what's going to be. And it's, I'm really excited because already one of the developers has um, uh, used it in a way I didn't expect. Cool. Which is exactly what you want from something like this. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I'm really proud of for this this milestone is a, a whole localization system. Um, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked about localization in Widget Satchel before, mm-hmm. how I, I, I overbuilt this system for it. Yeah. Um, and basically, I, I genericized that system and turned it into a library, brought it into this new project, and it's serving it really well. Um, and I've also made a bunch of improvements to it. Um, and so I'm really, really excited about that. And <laughs> there, we were about to deliver this build. And um, I'm like, okay, I, and I, I'm the person who does, who makes the build. So I'm like, okay, I need, we have this list of things we need to get done and let me know when you've done it. And when it's, it's integrated and I will start making the build at four o'clock today. And um, both the other members of the team were a little bit late. Oh. So, you know, we, we, we okay, 10 o'clock is what it's going to be. So, okay, so 10 o'clock is, is the new deadline for you guys. Um, and then after that, if it's not done, I'm, we're just making this build. And so um, that whole time, I went through and localized everything in the game. Nice. <laughs> That's my, the system was so well done. I was so proud uh, um, of how well it handled it because the, I'd integrated the system a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, I need to replace a bunch of components to interact with it, basically. I'm speaking generically, but I think most people know what I'm talking about. And so in that time, I'm like, well, let's see if I can just do all these for this particular text component. I'll change the. Oh, that was really easy. Okay, I'm going to do for as much as I possibly can. And by the time I got everything ready for the build, every bit of of text in the game that was outside the other content engine I built, so a little (laughs) bit of exception. Mm. But pretty much every string in the game was uh, uh, localized. Sweet. Um, And we have dummy text to stand in for languages that haven't been translated yet, which helps us with layout and and testing and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I was really, really pleased. I'm like, wow, pass me. Good job integrating this. Nice. Using it and putting it together. So that was the most exciting work thing that happened for me this uh, over break. Very cool. But I also like... I worked on Christmas, like, because, um, because of COVID and, and because of my, uh, I have, um, uh, uh, high risk folks. I have teachers and nurses in my family mm-hmm. and yeah. I am at higher risk for complications right, from COVID. Yeah. So, um, this year again, Dale and I just stayed home and mm-hmm. we just, you know, through zoom, we talked to my family. And so we didn't really have any plans at all. And so I was just watching Dale play horizon zero dawn <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? And so I just worked all day mm-hmm. and it was great. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> like, I don't know. We talk about like, I mean, I, 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 I'm very prone to overworking myself, but like I had a really relaxing, productive holiday. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. something magical about like six hours a day or whatever. Like, I mean, there are averages and trends and things you can look up saying like, yeah, okay, if you work more than 36 hours, you get diminishing returns. And, yeah. You know, you know, you're not going to necessarily get more than like five to six hours of good creative work every day. Mm-hmm. But like it varies from person to person, A. And B, a lot of the things that enable like maximum productivity are enabled by someone having more autonomy over their time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you have a job that you're motivated to do well, you will find a way to organize your life um, so that you can do it well, as long as, you know, the definition of well is within reason. Right. Yeah. A way is a good descriptor for (laughs) how I manage things. Yes. (laughs) It happens in a way. (laughs) It happens in a way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good experience. Yeah. The other thing I did, the one other thing I did really important over uh, the hiatus is I got re-obsessed with David Bowie. I saw that on your bullet points here. It's it's, it's worthy of discussing because it's been like really occupying a lot of space in my mind recently. Ah, okay. So I, I'm a huge David Bowie fan. Yes. And uh, when he died in 2016, like I've never been affected by celebrity deaths. Like yeah. it's never been, you know, even like people I've been fans of. Um, but that really hit me yeah. because he just released his final album and it was so good. Yeah. It was so amazing. And then real, like that week realizing, like listening to that record and, and hearing like he knew he was dying and he mm. put it all into his art. And it was incredible, and it's relatable in an interesting way. Yeah, and so that has stuck with me, and um, and so you know I will frequently listen to to, to Bowie on and off, but um, they just released a box set of his, wor- his records from ninety two to two thousand one. Mm-hmm. So it's very experimental nineties. And I got into David Bowie in nineteen ninety nine when he put out an album called Hours, which is his most adult contemporary record. Like it's the, <laughs> if, you, if you were to, let's say, you know, there's a, a, a rocker from the 70s who was really popular, releases an album in 1999. This is what you expect it to be. <laughs> like kind of like, you know, no longer groundbreaking, but I love the songs on it. And and it gave me an appreciation for David Bowie because my way into him was his underappreciated works. <laughs> and so this this period um, that this box set covered, this cost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> it was my Christmas gift to myself. Yeah. Um, it's all of his stuff from the 90s. And I just has been pouring through these like 130 tracks, like just constantly. And it's the only thing I've been listening to for, for since Christmas. Um, and it's been like, burrowed into my mind and just thinking about like that nature of like expression and reinvention and um i don't know it's just been i don't know it, it affected every thought i've had on everything else it's That's so weird. cool yeah um listeners mark has a bowie sticker on his laptop right here yes so like and also i think when we did that it's on patreon that a little session where I asked you about all the stuff in your room. Yeah. There was a lot of Bowie representation in your walls. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if we got to those specific things, but I think I must have asked at least about one of them because yeah. there were like eight or nine or ten to choose from. <laughs> the real, like, the, the interesting thing on this box set is that it was an unreleased album that, that Bowie did in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the time I was getting into him in 1999. He was playing a lot of his early pre-fame songs from like mid to mid 60s. Oh. Things that were never put on any of his Early, early albums, uh, real like 1960s rock. It was very strange, and he was reinterpreting them and playing them on like f- on like press events and stuff, like VH1 storytellers. And this is when I was getting into him. So he was doing this, 
But what I didn't know at the time was he was getting into a lot of his old material because he was re-recording a lot of that stuff for an album um, of previously unreleased songs that were like all like, you know, uh, 45s in 1966 or something and that very few people were familiar with and but he shelved that record and then went on to do Heathen in 2002 which is my very favorite David Bowie record and so it's interesting this box set includes this for the first time and you see his transition from the, the all this experimentation and like a reinvent or like sort of his spin on a genre which made him really seem like he was chasing trends like it, it made him seem kind of um, out of touch in a way and that was a lot of the contemporary view of Bowie in the 90s is that mm. oh he's trying some grunge oh he's trying some drum and bass like you know no not he's not inventing anything he's just putting a spin on it, it 20 years removed from that it all seems it's all really holds up all this stuff mm. but and then he released hours which is very uh, just like very soft pop songs, like very surprising. Um, and, th- and then transitioning by like reinventing or looking at his own past. And ba- and Heathen, my favorite record of his, is him um, basically being inspired only by his past selves it, 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 in the sense. And uh-huh. so um, this box set really is like, the transition up to um, my favorite record of his and stopping right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that one missing piece that, 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 that really understands that transition from 99 to 2002. So um, this is all very esoteric and probably uninteresting. People aren't super No, this into is Bowie, cool. But- I was like, uh, I think it's really interesting to like start thinking about like the, uh, the progression of an artist, like yeah. how they go. Cause like, I, I mean, you can kind of tra- you can kind of track that here at Nice Games Club, just like us on the show, mm-hmm. as we've been, you know, as our lives have gone on, what we appreciate about life and what we want to express in our work um, becomes more apparent, mm-hmm. or not becomes more apparent, but be- like changes evolves. and it evolves. evolves. Yeah, yeah, it changes and evolves as we as life happens. Um, so I think like being able to see that through this box set is really cool to, mm-hmm. to hear you express it. Now. Yeah. And it also gives a contrast to other long lasting artists because yeah. they, there are certain types of artists who they, they refine what they are yeah. and they get closer and closer to the perfect version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a great arc for a career. Yeah. But David Bowie is more like he gets obsessed with something Ex- makes a record about that mm-hmm. and then starts over and gets successful with something new. Yeah. And it really, I mean, not to, I think it's a little bit of a tortured comparison, mm-hmm. but I think a lot about game development in the sense of like, there are developers like Supergiant who make the same game over and over again. Yeah. And they become, they get closer to the truest version, best version of themselves. Right. And that's an astounding way to be a, a, a studio. Yeah. But then there are other people who they make their version of this and then they make another, they, they don't, they're not tied to a genre or a style or something. Yeah. And I think what um, the difference, there. One's not better or worse. Right. But one of the things that, that is interesting about David Bowie is that you see him in interviews and he just seems like the happiest go lucky guy. Like he doesn't seem like a tortured artist mm. because he all he is is just extremely well read. Yeah. And that's why his work is so interesting. Right. It's because he's so he understands the world around him. And so uh that's been exciting to, you know, watching some interviews from him from the period that this box set covers. Uh-huh. And uh also just getting re traumatized that he's dead now. Oh. It's yeah. it is really sad because of just like how that is the the type of artist that kind of approach that I think we need a lot more of, mm. and it and so I'm I'm looking for that in 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 from other artists that I like is that that notion of being able to commit to something new rather than um, necessarily try to get better the thing you just did. Have I talked to you about Esperanza Spalding? No, she's a jazz artist, and yeah. she tends to do a lot of new things with okay. all of her music. <laughs> it's it's I I I, I yeah I'll, we'll, we'll chat okay. later I guess about exactly. it. <laughs> Because you and might you might enjoy it. I've talked ways. on the show before about how mm-hmm. like I think novelty is overrated. Yeah, and so I guess what I mean by new is I just mean different. Yeah. Right? So with David Bowie's groundbreaking, he did all this stuff that was like no one had ever heard before. But the reason his last four records are so good mm-hmm. is because they're new and different, but they're not trying to reinvent anything. Right. They're just completely unique, and, yeah. I, and that, that's what I like most about him. Is as he got older as an artist, he he was less about the trailblazing and more about just doing something that was new to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, yeah, send me some of that. I would yeah. love to hear it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, we're back. Get get used to it, suckers. <laughs> you know, it's important that we do these <laughs> these episodes because, like, we really need to. We need to get the wheels turning. Yeah, we, we do. Like, back to the real episode. <laughs> well, we were never good at transitions. We so. promise. And when I say promise, I mean we say. <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> we'll be a little bit more organized next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's our show. 
for show notes and links on today's topics. Well, they'll be all over the place, but you can go to our website, nicegames.club. Visit us on Twitter at NiceGamesClub or Dale tweets about game dev resources and very tiny paper assignments. Hmm. We like hearing from you, so tweet back or email us, contact at NiceGames.Club. NiceGamesClub is on Patreon. We said that, and we're saying it again. Support the show and get stuff. Sign up at patreon.com slash NiceGamesClub. And if you want to keep things a bit more casual, just stop by NiceGamesClub slash Discord and say hello. Next week, we'll be looking at joy, or maybe fun, or maybe both, and also games you get for free, which will be cool. So we all like free stuff. But that's it for this week. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. I was just talking to Steven on the way over. Um, why did you make that face? No, I, I, there's a little spit on my mic. <laughs> Steven business. I, I've, ah. been, I've been screaming a lot, I guess. I don't know. Strikes again. <laughs> Sorry. Get it done. Yeah. Um. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.